Welcome to the Payments Unpacked podcast. I'm Mike Chambers. I previously ran the UK's payment schemes. I'm now a payments advisor and I publish the Payments Unpacked newsletter and podcasts. If you haven't already subscribed to my newsletter, please subscribe today at payments-unpacked.com. You'll also find a link in the show notes today. Now, the subject of today's topic around payments is really, really important and top of the tree in conversations that we have every day. Because as the UK increasingly becomes a less cash society, we've taken the opportunity to think about how card-based payments are making real differences to businesses across the land. Now, to help us unpack this today, I'm really pleased to be joined by Kieran Savage. Kieran is the Managing Director at Card Industry Professionals. Uh, I've also got an extra insight in that I'm a NED on the board of Card Industry Professionals, which is fantastic fun. So, Kieran, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, You know, I know a lot about you, but I think it'd be great for you just to share a little bit about you and Card Industry Professionals uh, to the audience to this podcast. Yeah, thank you, Mike. For, thanks for having me on. And um, obviously, we are just as happy to have you involved and have your insights and experience with CIP on our growth journey and progression as a company. Um, yeah, I founded Card Industry Professionals in 2017. So we're just over five years old now. Um, and I actually myself, I grew up around the industry. Uh, my mom, Lynn Savage, is our operations director here at CIP, um, and I grew up hearing her, hearing the phone calls and the conversations around the kitchen table about the merchant services industry, the payments industry, the technology, the competitors, um, how that world was evolving um, throughout the, the noughties and, and over the last couple of decades. Um, it made sense that I moved into the industry when I finished school, so I went from just, you know, operational admin kyc kyb uh, checking of applications at 16 through to field sales rep by 18 in the lincolnshire area and then office-based roles in telesales as well in my early 20s um it gave me a good insight to each department and how crucial they are in that sort of um full end-to-end service of a sme or a merchant or an application So it meant that I felt confident I could build a brand that could be transparent with merchants and also give ongoing support and have strong processes in place. So that's what we've been really striving to build at CIP. We're an independent sales organization. I'm sure we'll come on to that later, but we work with some of the largest brands in the payments um, industry in the UK, and we support thousands of merchants with accepting payments transparently and feel supported to take new products and new technology on. Fantastic. Thank you for that. I mean, it's a real, really interesting example of the way that, that you personally have developed in this industry and also card industry professionals has grown as an organization based on some really strong previous industry knowledge and applying that in your own business is fantastic. But of course, you mentioned a three letter acronym payments. We're fantastic at three letter acronyms. I wondered if you could perhaps just explain <laughs> yeah. to me what an ISO is. What, what's the role of an ISO? What's its purpose in life? Yeah, sure. So an ISO, which stands for Independent Sales Organization, we work with different acquiring banks, different banks out there in the UK and different hardware providers, point of sale providers to make sure that actually we're slightly um, less biased than you walking into your bank branch who you bank with and you may get an off the shelf product or somebody behind the counter just tells you how to take card payments. Um, and we're able to tailor 
and sort of be more impartial so we can actually look at the pain points of a merchant or the setup of their business and how they want to process payments, how they serve customers and really educate them and advise on the best types of facility that they need, the best solution for them. Um, and that, you know, nine times out of ten is um, different from one business to the next, even if they're both florists or both salons. It's a slightly different um, circumstance, a different product, a different banking product that they use. Um, so, yeah, we try to give case-by-case uh, -case recommendations, and that's how we support people in communities throughout the UK. We're very hands-on in communities on the street. We believe that it allows us to have a good understanding of the area and the businesses in the area, uh, case studies, reference points in the area, and uh, it allows us to build rapport and long-term relationships with those business owners. Fantastic. I, you know, acronyms are brilliant, and it's just a way of understanding what an ISO is. <laughs> I've only got really two questions for you, for you today. And, and, the, and, and the first one, they're really focused about businesses and the way that you as card industry professionals transform the way, people, the way businesses take card payments. The first one is, you know, you might be in front of a customer that says, or a potential customer that says, well, I've been with Supplier X, I've had Solution Y for absolutely ages. Why on earth? would I move to card industry professionals? What's special about CIP? And, and perhaps I wonder if you could bring that to life for me with an example of, of where you have made a real difference to a business that was already in a card space, already taking payments digitally. What difference did you make to that business that they said, stand up and say, well, actually CIP, yeah, you've got something for me. Yeah, yeah, sure. So there's there's a number of areas we'd look at, first of all. So um, initially, it's uh, how has technology evolved even over the last three years, let alone the last 10 years? And there's many business owners that have uh, received a solution from their bank or the, the first rep that they saw in person, maybe you know 10 years ago, and they've just kept that agreement going month by month or year on year. Um, quite often what we see is there's incremental price increases that happen with scheme fees or the sort of the interchange fees from Visa and MasterCard that are passed down through acquirers. Um, and it's important that we do a review and it, it, that's no obligation. Let's look, let's look if there are unnecessary fees, if there's additional charges you shouldn't be paying, if your uh, actual percentage rate you pay every debit or credit transaction has inflated or increased over time and actually now it's not really competitive in the market. So it allows us to really give that sort of free health check to a business. But then the other side of it is actually how can we leverage new technology as people are spending more on card and uh, there's new digital payment methods all the time to make sure that we're driving efficiency or productivity inside a business. So that could be as simple as integrating with payroll and accountancy software for making tax digital or being able to see bestsellers or tracking some of the customer information that come into the business for loyalty. Um, so yeah, it's really being able to take that snapshot view of their business, how they operate and then uh, bring that into the, the modern day with the technology that's available that actually a lot of these SMEs just need a bit of education and hand-holding and support and guidance. It feels like they need to be able to trust somebody and then it's not a case of just going online, typing your details and signing up. It's how do we actually install that equipment? How do we train our staff? How do we transition from this current chip and pin machine or POS machine here to the new uh, solution and make sure it's done seamlessly so you don't 
there can never be a time where you don't take payments from customers on a day that just couldn't happen so we know there has to be sort of a handhold period so that's what we do to make it seamless for you as a business owner and concentrate on what matters and that's your customers your products your business um so like an example i can give of that and i think it's quite a good one to bring up because you brought this one to our attention or flagged this to me as um somebody you know through um your own experiences going in and it's a family run business that have um, multiple sites, multiple outlets that are really successful, award winning, um, fish and chip uh, restaurants and takeaways and news agent. And I remember you saying to me that you'd been in before and it seemed very slow, quite outdated technology in terms of the chip and pin device they were using. Sort of the connectivity type seemed to lag. Um, and you felt that actually there could be a solution and you'd highlighted to them that we're ranked number one on Trustpilot in card processing service. We're ranked number one in B2B service. Have a look at our website. Give us an opportunity to look at a statement and review your charges and just put a recommendation to you. And yeah, they, I think they got in touch maybe a few weeks, a few months later. They'd seen our Trustpilot and our website. They sent a statement across to one of our sales managers. We're able to save them money every month on all the transactions and implement new uh, smart pause touchscreen devices into the business, which were dual connectivity. So they're based over Wi-Fi and have a SIM card in the back to pick up any sort of 4G in the area. Um, just increase sort of efficiency and speed at the till. Um, make sure it's uh, up to date security on the, the terminal itself. Uh, and also for business in the current environment, we're saving them money on every transaction. And, and when they're going into their busiest or one of their busiest revenue periods of the year, that's really going to make a difference when they get their direct debit at the end of the month. Um, so, yeah, that's an example that came into us. It was all approved, new terminals, everything done within a week, transitioned across, taking the savings and the new technology. Uh, and is somebody that was recommended by yourself, which is really cool to see as well. And, and I'm looking forward to to popping in there, buying a, a cod and chips and uh, using my card on a, on a card industry professionals branded terminal. So I'm really looking forward to that. I remember the conversation yeah. uh, with the lady at, at, the, at the, the fish and chip shop. And um, she said, I've looked at your website. I've heard what you've said, but actually I've looked at your trust pilots um, ratings and your trust pilot comments. They're too good to be true. I, I don't believe them. And, you know, we really place a lot of emphasis on customer service and on and Trustpilot is a fantastically independent way of, of people assessing how they feel. Why are, how, how do you get such good Trustpilot scores and why are they important to, to CIP as a business? They've, they've, they're always important. So like one of the best emails I see, and I still see it, and I spoke about this earlier in the year, you know, five years in when I see a Trustpilot notification of a new five-star review and I can see it in my inbox. It's one of those, you know, the happiest moments of my day or my week I, every time. And I try to forward it on to the sales rep and the regional manager and say, well done, it's great to see. It puts a smile on my face. Um, but I think it's that collective um, shared vision that we have in it, that we can be more transparent and, and more customer-centric. We can follow up. We can be there at the end of the phone. We can make sure we go back in face to face and train staff and make sure they are happy. Um, and that's always been important to me with Trustpilot because it was the first way as a bootstrapped company, starting with me walking around with a backpack five years ago, to be able to start to leverage social proof that we 
do understand the industry, we do have experience, we can make sure you have a better solution and we remove pain points. So we've been quite keen to just build upon that over the years. And I think, you know, by the end of this year, we'll surpass 500 five-star reviews. And that's really, really testament to the collective because, yeah, in the early days of myself and some of the, some of the sales reps that started, but as that's cascaded into sales reps around every county, every area of the UK, it's a shared vision. It's a shared journey that we're on together to support SMEs and merchants. And we all take it really, really personally and um, seriously that we are giving the best uh, support we can. I think one of the reasons why we do get them, not just for removing pain points up front, but because Lynn, um, the work that the operations team do, the customer support team that we have here, we're not ones for burying our head in the sand. If we need to speak to merchants, we need to support merchants, we need to do technical swap out calls, we need to you know, analyze um, anything that they raise to us or flag to us, then we will do it. We're not there to try and uh, pass, pass any responsibility to somebody else. It's our relationship, it's our device, it's our merchant. We're precious about everyone that comes on, whether they're turning over millions a year or whether they're just starting out in business and they're taking their first few payments. Uh, it's really, really important to us. So, yeah, that's why we champion Trustpilot. Fantastic. Thank you for that, Kieran. I see that day to day in the activity you guys do and the emphasis you place on delivering out fantastic customer service on the end to end journey, not just the sales, and the implementation, but the whole relationship. And, and you're right. You can see that from a CIP point of view in the Trustpilot results. Now, we've just spoken about a, a company that's already digitally enabled, is already cashless, is already taking card payments. And they've just decided to to move from one provider to another and why they might do that. But there are a number of uh, organizations and businesses across the land that um, still only accept cash. You know, we'll, we'll be stuck in that cash cycle. Yep. That might be a decision uh, they make around uh, why they're doing that. But there may be other factors that drive that. Um, but you know they're very much in that in that space, and I, I guess what I'm interested in is how CIP uh, might work with a customer to bring them to an from an analog cash-based world to a digital card-based taking environment, and and how how you work with customers uh, to to enable them to take digital payments for the first time. Yeah, and. Um... This is something that became obviously more prominent over the last couple of years as there was more of a rush towards uh, more contactless payments, more digital payments, a reduction in cash in society and businesses that had um, remained cash focused um, started to transition and know that they needed to at least accept card payments for the first time in their business history or definitely have additional um, terminals to accept card payments and more volume of card payments so it's something that we we've really um worked on over the last couple of years with with hundreds of businesses that have taken card payments for the first time um each business again similar is case by case so i just want to we, we try to get to know what they're trying to achieve how, how do they serve customers and what, what's best for them for business um because we have a variety of hardware products and acquiring bank products and different terms or price points um so it's interesting just to get an understanding of that um, but I think what we try to make sure is what's important is there's no pressure sales. So look, this is just to educate and support and then get longer term relationships. So if this isn't the right time, that's fine, but let's make sure that we're there. So that when it is, they come and call back on CIP and speak to the rep in the area because we're there just to, with the best of intentions. Um, but it's as simple as, um, completing the sales applications via ourselves and our 
support team in the office here based in Lincolnshire. We've got 16 of us in the office now that's sort of grown from just a few of us in our first office space in 2019. Um, and then making sure that the actual MID is a merchant ID number created by a bank is uh, KYC, KYB risk checked and approved and verified. And then we attach that to the hardware of choice and send it from a warehouse via courier delivery and then make sure it's installed in the premises for them. And normally that process can be as quick as within 24 hours and usually up to sort of 72 hours, but within the same week, end to end, Monday to Friday, you can be taking card payments by the weekend and, and quite happy. Um, I think that is just um, straightforward for us, everyday applications. I think when I talk about somebody that's slightly a little bit more out of the box, a little bit more complex, a case study that comes to mind is um, virtually golf. They won't mind me talking about them. They're a new business that started probably this time last year, in the run up to Christmas, um, in Lincoln City Centre. They've got this idea for virtual, um, you know, the big screens with golf where you can have groups of friends and people and parties come in and play golf, but in, in the warmth rather than walking around in, in the cold weather like we'd see today. Um, and they were really keen on wanting to make sure that these groups of people at different bunkers, at different areas of the, of the business could order additional drinks and food and snacks and rounds via an iPad that's there with a payment method. Uh, at the bunker rather than going away and going to the till again or booking in. Um, they also wanted to be able to take payments at the bar and uh, for food and drink and snacks and, and setting up. And when we spoke with them initially and one of our sales reps, Tim, spoke with them, they were really struggling to find anyone that could bring this to life. They had these, you know, architecture, digital images of the space and how it's going to look and how great it would be. And, when we actually worked with them, it took you know between six and 12 months and we were able to leverage our experience, our knowledge, and some of our um, partnerships with people like Zettel by PayPal and Topology, who are a software provider that specialize in um, you know, uh, drink or wet lead environments, uh, food and drink, uh, those type of environments. Their software is fantastic for that. And even the installation team that we work with on a lot of key projects or hospitality projects um, in Visinet who are fantastic go throughout the UK and go to sites to premises make sure the cabling's done make sure the Wi-Fi points and access points or you know boosters are, are in place so that this can work seamlessly on the day they open yeah we managed to get it all in for the, their opening day they've got iPads at different bunkers they've got iPads on the bar they've got Zettel by PayPal readers taking payments all the time they can order through topology additional drinks and snacks um, and it's really easy for the business owners to see lifetime reporting change prices add products special offers um, so they're really happy with it and there's a, a great trust pilot review and a case study that we've done that's on YouTube for the CIP YouTube channel now which just talks to them and shows you around virtually golf and how it worked and how it came to life but I'm personally proud of that because that's stepping away from the comfort of um, one chip and pin terminal pause device at a till and that's saying right this is more of a complex operation this is something you can you've got a concept for you can see how it can come together but you need to rely on or support the support of cip to actually pull all of this together and use the relationships and the experience to pull it together and actually pull it off because there's a lot of people that will talk about being able to do something but actually get it working open up and uh you know 
loads of people inside the premises paying on card and, and, and enjoying the golf or we went actually one time and, and played football as well, so taking penalties and free kicks virtually. Um, it, yeah, it was quite cool. It's a great project to work on. So they challenge us, um, and they're quite enjoyable ones to be involved with. But that's an example of someone brand new that wanted to go from concept all the way through to actually delivering. Okay, Fantastic. I, it's really interesting to see how somebody's moving in that way and bringing fun into payments with golf and football. Quite interesting. Um, do you know, Kieran, as, as the yes. UK moves to a much more uh, digital environment and, and certainly a less cash environment, it's been really interesting to hear some real life examples from you about how companies might move provider in a card acquiring market, but also how people might think about moving their business from analog to digital. So thank you so much for sharing some of those insights with us today. Really helpful for, for me and for folk that will be listening uh, to this podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time out and sharing those thoughts. That's Where okay. can we find out more about you and about card industry professionals? Social media, we're on all of the main channels you know we've got our own youtube channels we try to show content behind the scenes and case studies testimonials i'm i'm quite a big believer in the power of uh video and um sharing regularly uh updates and news items and different achievements within the group because what i saw when i started cip was maybe a bit of a hesitancy from the traditional players or the traditional fintech or payments players to actually be involved in that world or be transparent about the journey or where they're at as a business and for me that's somewhere we can stand out right so instagram we know there's loads of businesses on there same with facebook linkedin we're always active on there we've got a real big network you can see how many sales reps how many people work within cip and the team we're building here at cip um, and then YouTube, actually just look at some of those videos and case studies and testimonials and, and get in touch with us and go on the website and get in touch. Thank you. I mean, multiple ways of getting in touch. I would encourage folks to go to the YouTube. Yeah. It's yeah. really good case study stuff there with not just CIP talking about what they do, but the customers saying this is what's happened with my business. So so do check country industry professionals out on, on the social networks. Uh, the website and Kieran, you'll find him quite active on LinkedIn as well. So you'll find him there. Um, thank you so much again, Kieran, for today. Really appreciate that. And for those listening, I'm Mike Chambers. Thank you for listening to this Payments Unpacked podcast. Don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter at payments-unpacked.com. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye.